welcome to episode 13 of No Crying in Baseball. I'm Patty, and here's my friend Potty Mouth. Hey, that's me, and we're at Lucky 13, and it's a Friday. I just realized that we're at Friday with episode 13. Ominous. Ominous. Well, let's go with a baker's dozen because that'll make it tasty as well as ominous. I like that. So I've been doing something that makes me really happy. You want to know what it is? Yes, definitely. I have a partial season plan to the Nationals. How about that? I do too. Yay. And they match up. So I got the calendar and I started marking the baseball games on the calendar very specifically. And it made me so happy because it's not just theoretical baseball. It's actual baseball. On these days, we will be at Nationals games at Nats Park. And I'll be so happy. And I'll be next to you because our season tickets are together. And so you have to share your calendar with me because I'm I am nowhere near <laughs> as fucking organized well, the, as the, you are. The, the dream is real, let me tell you, because my favorite date on the calendar, we host the Dodgers in May on my birthday. I will bring the party hats and buy the round of beer and we will celebrate mightily. And it's warm outside for a change, which is very nice, but still not so warm on the stove. Not even close. Yeah. Last week when we were walking down here to the studio, we were freezing. And today we're in our short sleeve Baseball jerseys and a lukewarm stove. Nothing really big happening. None of those big names. But got to give a little bit of a shout out to one of my boyfriends, Josh Donaldson, who I had said was the face of the Blue Jays. And he's going to stay a face in the Blue Jays because he signed a killer fucking contract for an old man. Power to him. $23 million for one year. I think that's record breaking for an arbitration eligible player. So I'm happy to say that I don't have to fuck around with my fantasy team because I've got Josh Donaldson nailed on the Blue Jays now. I think he might actually now be your sugar daddy. I'm not sure, but Uh, that could be. Nice. That's a really good way to look at it. The only other news that I have is is Jay Bruce, who spent a, a lovely year being rented to the Cleveland Indians this past season, is now back with the Mets, where he was before going to the Indians for a season. But he's got a couple years there. He got some money, and he's going to be happy. And we appreciated the rental. He did a nice job. Do, do you have any hard feelings about that as an Indians fan and a maybe anti-Mets person because of the Nationals-Mets relationship there? I'm okay. It'll give me somebody else to root for on the Mets. Root for on the Mets. Wow. I can do that. I'm a, I, I am a big person. I have a big heart. I love the game. And God bless him. If he's going to be there where he's happy, and Lord knows they need him. There you go. All It'll right. be okay. I'm impressed. So Jake Arrieta, still out there. No one's biting just yet. And he is one of the people that, oh, big numbers, big numbers, many years. I just read an analysis. Remember, I talked last week about the um, about Martinez and this article about what is he really worth mm-hmm. with all the, the math that made my head buzz. There was one of those this week about Jake Arrieta and what is he really worth. And it made me think back to when the Cubs were in town this past season and at the last minute, my kid and I said, we have to go to the Nats games because it's Arietta versus Scherzer. Oh, oh my yeah. God, it's going to be a showdown. It's going to be great. And we go and Arietta is out of the game after four innings. And I thought, hmm, at the time, right? Like, hmm, this mm-hmm. is not what I expect from Arietta. And then everyone's all buzzing about Arietta this year and, the, and he's going to go for a lot of money. And this analysis kind of confirms my fleeting thought back in the middle of the season that, you know what? He's lost a step. Really? He's lost some arm. He's 
the the outlook over the next couple of years is really declining starting like this past season. So I don't know. And I think, is he a Boris guy? I think he might be a Boris guy. And in which case they want a long contract. They want a lot of money. And yeah. I don't know that he can count on that. And it's going to take a while. That's really sad because with the World Series, he was a major player. Just that one year makes a lot of difference. It makes a lot of difference. I'm not sure what's going to happen with him, but I appreciate seeing these analyses that sort of play out year by year what this person could be worth based on this year and based on last year. So sorry, Jake, I still think you're cool, but I don't know that you're going to get what you want. I do too. I want to see where he goes anyway. We'll be reporting on that really soon, I hope. In the meantime, we have something kind of oogie to report. This is bizarre. It's yucky. So Jason Wood is an agent for a lot of very well-known players, including one of my faves from the Red Sox, Benintendi, the almost rookie of the year if it hadn't been for Aaron Judge being so fucking phenomenal, and Oda Rizzi from the Rays. It turns out he has a shower cam. Who has a shower cam? So Jason Wood. The agent. The agent has a camera in his shower, and one of the clients- Wait, wait, wait. Where is the shower? So this is, okay, step by step. This is Oogie. He- uh, somehow has his clients at his house during the off season. So it's that's the weird part. I've already got questions. What about was this. reported was that one of his clients was showering and noticed that there was a camera and reported it. And it turns out that he's been filming various famous clients. Yes, the question behind that is why are the clients showering in this guy's house? This is what I'm asking. And he's saying that clients spend time there during the off season. I'm not exactly sure why. I guess both Ben and Tendi and Odorizzi are potentially having been filmed people. I'm guessing they're not staying there anymore. And yeah, yeah, I think that exi- but what's happening though is that the rest of the agents are coming in like bloodsuckers and trying to like soak up these really he has a lot of really impressive players so and Wood's that's been fired to shit he's he's out he's, yeah there's he's no out. questions asked he's gone already yeah. yeah even though he denied it or i don't know how he excused that but... either there's a camera or there's not right. it's, yeah ew oogie i don't like oogie i also don't like the hate but i'm gonna bring you one tiny bit of jeter hate because i have to it's a thread it's, it's a, a thread. thread it's a thread and we need to connect these things and so i I think I've mentioned before, there's been an analysis of the plan of Jeter and the rest of the ownership group. What did they have in mind for the Marlins? And one of the items last week we talked about, oh, ticket revenue is going to go up miraculously, or, hey, there's going to be Latin music and that's going to make ticket revenue go up. Woohoo. Jeter's bonuses, his financial bonuses are not based on having a winning team. This is the money that he's getting. The money that he himself is getting is not based on the team being successful. It's based on profits. And that may explain a lot of what we've been talking about. I'm just going to leave that out there Mm -hmm. and um, back slowly, slowly away from my Jeter hate and just let it go because it's a nice day today. All right. We'll just follow up on him. In the meantime, there's always boyfriends. Boyfriends. I still don't have a fucking catcher. Sigh. I know I need a catcher. We have a lot of teams to go through. I'm going to find a catcher. I didn't find one this week. We're starting off with the Angels. 
And there's a lot to pick from. I think the angels are looking really good for next year. There's the whole Otani thing, but we haven't dealt with how we're going to deal with pitchers. There's Mike Trout. The greatest player in baseball, arguably. And we didn't pick Trout just because it was too obvious. Trout's there. He's probably the greatest player. But what else is beefing up the angels this year? And looking at the trades, they just got Ian Kinsler. Second base from the Tigers. And we're, we've are we been talking a little bit about representation about different ethnic groups. And we were looking at the, why the percentage of African-American players is dipping and Hispanic players is going up. Ian Kinsler represents the Jews. So he's one of eight Jews. And this is my tribe. So I'm going to talk about it very frankly. One of eight Jews in Major League Baseball right now. That's got to be a really small percentage. And I got to tell you that Jews have never really had a pretty big percentage in Major League Baseball. Can you name them? We've got a couple of shining moments from the past. We've got Sandy Koufax, who famously wouldn't pitch on Yom Kippur. We've got Hank Greenberg. You're challenging me to name I am all challenging eight right you to now. Name all eight. So, so the, I, I think you're a card-carrying member of the tribe, I right? Am, and then can that be revoked if you can't do all? I eight? am not totally sure. Two are easy because they were in the World Series, and that set some records last year. So that was Jock Peterson of the mm-hmm. Dodgers. And Bregman of the Astros. And then there's Bauer of the Brewers. Brewers? Shit. Twins? Brewers? He's been there for a while. LaVarnway, uh, also another half-Jew. Uh, Kinsler, that's five. Oh, fuck. I don't think I can get all eight. Uh, give me a minute. I, I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I'll, I'll do some research. I'll put it on Facebook. Um, but, you know, your it, card it, is in question. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Your card. But these eight are mighty. They're the mighty eight because in the World Baseball Classic uh, last year, uh, they the reason why Israel ended up doing so well and just freaking the fuck out of everybody is because the wor- the rules for the World Baseball Classic are that to play on the team, you have to be eligible, not a citizen, but eligible for citizenship in that country. So any Jew is eligible for citizenship in Israel. So they fucking swept the major leagues. All eight. Got the eight Jews, except for they didn't get Kinsler. And this All is seven, really, except for There Kinsler. you go. So Kinsler... <laughs> actually played for the United States in the World Baseball Classic. And you could say that Kinsler was responsible for the United States winning in the end over Puerto Rico, which is part of the United States, but for some reason has their own team. He hit the first, well, he, he batted in the first two runs in the top of the third inning. They won eight to zero, so there were more runs after that. But, but they, didn't they didn't need those. They those didn't were extras. Need them. Sure, exactly. So Ian Kinsler, hero for the USA World Baseball Classic, he's been going for a while. He was on the Rangers, and when he was traded from the Rangers to the Tigers, he kind of infamously totally dissed the Rangers and tweeted or whatever social media platform he uses that he hopes that they go zero and one sixty two the next year. Rangers, not nice. nice. Rangers fans were pissed. He went to the Tigers, did well. He's kind of one of those stable players you can count on. You know, that always together kind of guy. Oh, God, I hope not. He he left the Tigers on good terms. And I have that substantiated by a Tigers fan friend of mine who said, yes, pick Kinsler for the Angels. He wrote a really nice love letter to to Detroit when he was traded. So all is good. And, you know, he was an all-star four times. And I was looking at his pattern. He was an all-star in the even years. 
2008, 2008, 2010, 2012, 2014. And then what happened? He didn't get in in 16. And I don't get it because his stats were actually better in 16 than they were in 14 or 12. Go figure. Weirdly, both of my boyfriends went to Old Miss. Hey. I'm just saying. One of mine ended up there. And back when we talked about the Cincinnati Reds, I wanted to pick Zach Cozart for my boyfriend. I can see why. That double Z is such a cool he, thing. It's fun to say. And there's the whole donkey thing. We'll get more to, back to that later. But we knew he was leaving. So I couldn't pick him then. But I can pick him now because where he went was to the Angels. He went at the same, I think, just before Kinsler went. So he was there to welcome Kinsler. And uh, Zach Cozart has been shortstop forever for his seven years with the Reds. He's always played shortstop. They were talking about putting him in at second base and the Angels, and then they brought in Ian Kinsler. So now they are asking him to play third base, which he's willing to do. To get the fuck out of the Reds. <laughs> to get the fuck out of the Reds. He actually said, you know, he likes playing with Votto. He feels very welcome with the Reds. He but got he, a donkey out of the but, deal. But he's 32 years old, and it's time to play with a winning team before it's too late to play with a winning team. And right now the Angels are ramping up. So even with his career season last year with the Reds, moving on, moving on. I'm taking my donkey and I'm leaving town, wanting to be on a, on a winning team. And he's okay with moving to hot corner, even though he knows that angles are different. When you are throwing somebody out at first, you're not throwing the same way you're throwing. Even though from the stands, shortstop doesn't look that far away from third base, it's still different. Double plays are going to be different. Everything's going to be different. So he's calling in some experts, getting some help because he wants to do a really good job. Last year, the Angels were terrible at third base. They were the, um, their production, their third base production was last in the entire league at third base. Wow. And not so great at second base. That so, so your boyfriend Kinsler and my boyfriend Cozart are there to save the day. Yay. And unfortunately, the bar's kind of low. So they're going to save the day regardless, but they're actually really good players. So That's they should awesome. save the day in, in great style. And I, I would tell you about his, you know, his past uh, successes, but we already know he was an all-star because we had a very long conversation mm -hmm. in a previous episode about Donald the donkey given, him to, given to him by, by, by Joey Votto because he made the all-star team. There's actually some question about where Donald the donkey is going to go. Oh, dear. What will happen to Donald? Well, he's going to find a nice place to live. That place is not going to be Los Angeles. It does not sound like a city for a donkey. It's not a really donkey-friendly city. <laughs> donkey -friendly I'm city. just putting that out there. So he wants to get some land. Some of the things I read said, oh, well, we'll find some land for him out there. But what I was reading in the Cincinnati papers, which is where he's moving from, he's from the Nashville area. The donkey? The, the Zach. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> the Zach. Um, but the Donald is actually poss possibly going the to- The Donald? The oh Donald my. is possibly going to find a home on some nice land somewhere near Nashville, near Cozart's family. And the best thing about this whole thing is he says, I might get another one so he can have a pal there. You have to have a pal for him. You can't have a lonely donkey. Can I say adorable and drink some beer? You can, I'm with you. Cheers right. to adorable. Cheers to adorable, to adorable donkey donkeys. story. 
I was just thinking the donkey needs to stay the fuck away from the fires and the mudslides. So I think Tennessee is a much happier donkey place. We're going to keep the donkey safe, I think, somewhere outside of Nashville. And and Cozart is going to go to California and and be an awesome hot corner boyfriend and uh, hit the shit out of the ball. We have Marlins to talk about. And this is so damn hard to talk about. We had to dig deep for Marlins. What did you find? Well, basically, we knew that anybody who's been there for a while is fucking jumping ship. Jeter is willing to clear everybody out. So I went as young as you could go. I went to the guy who was... I'm feeling a little oogie about that, too. It is a little oogie. It's hard to say the word boyfriend for a 21-year-old guy, Mm -mm 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 -mm. barely drinking age, Mm -mm. but our baseball acquaintances who I can't even pronounce his name, Magnuris Sierra, 21 years old, right fielder. If that's not his name, it should be because you said that very nicely. I I, I hope I got it right. Let's go with that. I hope I got it right. Tell him to change his name to that, whatever that is. Yeah. And I think, you know, we should chat with him. He was part of the Ozuna deal with the Cardinals. So Mm -hmm. he was in the Cardinals farm system. Last year, he was going up and down with the cards. So he, he actually got 22 games over the season somehow with the cards. But he did go up and then get put down to AAA and then get back up again. Um, it, it looks like he's that raw talent. So I just kind of, I haven't done this. I've been looking at the old guys. I wanted to go with some youth and some gambling. What's going to happen to him? He's got speed, but he's not quite good at stealing yet. And he's got speed, but he's not completely good at his defensive stats yet in the outfield. So we're going to see where this goes. Um, He's better at things like getting extra bases out of a hit or tagging up. He did have some time up with the cards last year. And so they were saying that he was actually going to be a minor league player again this year. But when you look at the spread for the Marlins, he's the only guy out there in right field. So I think they're going to go with it. I mean, it seems like Jeter's trying to wipe the slate clean and put in the youngins. And I think this is a really good opportunity for Sierra. Last year when he was, he got that call. And imagine that like excitement. You're going to be playing in the majors for the first time and you want your mom there. And so he made his agent tried. His mom's in the DR in the Dominican Republic and the visa didn't come in time. The poor woman didn't even have a passport. So there were uh, many steps to go. It turns out that this kid really had a rough upbringing. He was brought up just by his mom. His dad was out of the picture pretty early. They lived in a shack in the Dominican Republic. And baseball was everything to him. And somehow, with the hard work of his mom who supported him, he worked his way up. No family member of his has been in the United States to watch him play. Get out. So I have this real soft spot for this guy who's been here, I mean, 21 years old. That's, you know, could be my kid, a little bit more appropriate than boyfriend. And I just feel for him to be here without his mom, without any family members rooting him on. And he said... Hopefully it can happen next year. I want my mom to see me to play in the majors. And he had $105,000 signing bonus. You know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot of money. He basically sent all of it to his mom so she could move out of the shack and buy a real house. So, So because of all these reasons, it really drew me to this kid as the guy that I would like to buy his first beer in American Bar, but in the DR, I'm sure he's been drinking for years. Um, 
Actually, in his 22 games in the major leagues last year, though, he batted 317. So I think this kid shows a lot of promise. I'm willing to take a little bit of a gamble with him, and I want to see what happens with him in the Marlins. I like it. You make me want to root for him. That's pretty cool. Like you, I had to find somebody who was just coming up into the Marlins, not someone who's been there for a while. Because I started with Real Muto, but no, he wants out maybe to the Nats. So maybe we'll get another catcher. That would be fun. That would be fun. And then you could have a catcher boyfriend if you wanted. I need a catcher. I thought Starlin Castro maybe. Nope. He's been there for a hot minute and he wants out. And in an in an article on CBS Sports by uh, by Dan Perry, he referred to it as he wants out of the turd motel. But he just got there on a big deal. Does he have any say in that? I I I think he was just like, okay, I'm putting my feet down for a second, and please let me pick them up again and get on a plane and go anywhere wow. that is not the turd I motel. Think, I think he's of fucked. Miami. He's fucked. So like you, I went to the younger folks who are just coming up to that 40-man roster for the very first time. Now, Braxton Lee, whose name I can, in fact, pronounce because he's, you know, from here, um, is 24. He's not as young as a lot of the prospects are, but this will still be his rookie year. Um, He's coming to us from the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. That is such, it's almost as good as the Chihuahuas, but not quite. He he played part of a season for the Montgomery Biscuits. Okay. Yeah. That's up there with Chihuahuas. I think his t-shirt collection is probably looking pretty good. He was good with those teams. He was very good with those teams. He tied for the Southern League batting title, um, and he was a midseason and a postseason all-star in the Southern League. I just want to see say I want to see those mascots. I want to see that jumbo shrimp and that biscuit. I can help you. It's a mean-looking shrimp. The biscuit you can't do a lot with, but the shrimp looks mean and has a game face. When they brought Braxton Lee up to the 40-man roster, they said, hey, season's over. You need to go to the Arizona Fall League. We want to show you off. We want to see what you can do. And he said, great. I'm so excited. Wait, I'm getting married in the middle of October. And his wife's saying, or future wife is saying, <clears throat> well, the, the, the Marlins right. powers that be said, do what you need to do. Play as much as you can. So he played until like two days before his wedding, came home, got married. And the next day, he and his wife hopped in the car and drove back to finish the season out at the Arizona Fall League. He is a hardworking kid. So he's been in the minors for a while. This is his big break. And he knows there are kids who are younger, who are coming up faster than he is, but he is plodding through and doing his best and having had a great season last year. And what he said was, me being the way I am, being from Picayune, a little town in Mississippi, I've always been a super hard worker. This is his job. He sees this as his job. And I got to appreciate the work ethic. So I'm, I'm, I'm picking a boyfriend who my kid says, Mom, maybe your baseball son would be more appropriate. But uh, um. And the thing that he did that I thought was very smart was when all the crap started happening about the Marlins and the giving away the store at the Marlins, he closed his social media accounts to stay away from all the vitriol around that. I'm not sure if we're part of that. We're a little bit part of that we vitriol. Are. So he's not listening to us either, but but good for him. He's working hard. He's going to, I think we're going to see him on opening day, probably right across the outfield from your guy whose name I can't pronounce. I can do the Seattle part. That's going to be a lot of fun. These young guys out in the outfield. And that's impressive for a 24-year-old to stay away from those social media accounts. 
facial hair this week centers on ginger beards. We love the ginger beards. You have one. I have one. Well, not personally. We have one to talk about each. And we've had plenty on this podcast, Sure too. we have. Sure we have. You go first. Um, so our home fan fave. So I was looking at our, our national schedule for I'm this so year. so excited. Because of our season tickets right next to each other. And I was so excited to see that there's Sean Doolittle bobblehead night. Do- yeah, and we love Doolittle. We love Doolittle. And then I real I, I saw that it's his first bobblehead, but then I saw it's not his first replica little thing. It turns out that when he was with the A's, he had a garden gnome. Oh, I love the garden gnomes. Not just any garden gnome. What was special? His had a Metallica shirt and sound. When you press the button, it plays For Whom the Bell Tolls. Get the hell out of town. By Metallica, which was his call from the bullpen song. Yeah, it was. And it's just adorable because it's got the little devil fingers in one of the hands. (laughs) Totally cute. So that was just worth a mention. And I'm really looking forward to getting my Sean Doolittle bobblehead with the ginger beard. Awesome. When I was auditioning boyfriends for the Marlins... I noticed a story about uh, Dan Straley, who is a pitcher, so not boyfriend eligible, but he has a ginger beard, a well-groomed ginger beard, which apparently we talked last week about the facial hair policy with the Marlins for a while. They said none. And now it's more, as long as it's well-groomed, it's okay. So he had a well-groomed ginger beard until the end of the season when he let it go. And he let it go full lumberjack, apparently. Until his wife vetoed it. And she said, get it gone now before pictures start appearing. And she was right. I couldn't find a single picture of Lumberjack Beard. So they had that sucker under control. We've seen that happen before, too. Yeah. So, hey, Patty, did you know that there's actually a Women's Baseball World Cup? Nope. So I had no fucking clue either somehow it turned up in my feed that oh women's baseball world cup for 2018 has been awarded to the united states wait women play baseball that's what i was wondering so apparently they do and it was just and their timeline is a little squished compared to other major international events because they just decided apparently that it's going to happen in florida in august of 2018 and that it has been happening every two years since 2004, I which no I had no clue about. So this there's this organization called the World Baseball and Softball Confederation, and they've been hosting baseball World Cups, not just women, but also men and adult men and then men of younger ages, different divisions, for a long time. And the Women's World Cup, Last time was 2016 in South Korea. Uh, The U.S. didn't place it all at that one, though. Japan got first place. Canada got second place. And our favorite country, Venezuela, got third place. The U.S., I guess, it's been a while. It's been a minute since they actually placed, but they have hopes for this year. The thing is, we obviously don't have a a coordinated concrete farm system to yeah, what is the feeder team? Who plays what what women play baseball for realsies? That's a really good question. We don't have anything organized in this country. So actually tryouts for this World Baseball World Cup um are happening in June. 
For an August for an event. For an August event. Wow. So we'll see. But I, I'd really love to see what's happening. I think actually just the stadium was finally built. I like it. I'm going to start paying attention to that. Speaking of women's baseball, we're all familiar to death of the movie A League of Their Own, which features the Rockford Peaches. And the title of our podcast. No Crying in... Oh, right. No Crying in Baseball came from that movie. We love that movie. What I'm saying is we love that movie. But there is an actual Rockford, and there were actual Rockford Peaches. There is a minor league. Actually, it's an American Hockey League team in Rockford. They're, they're a minor league affiliate of the Chicago Blackhawks. And every year they do a breast cancer fundraiser, which they call Pink the Rink. This year, they are celebrating the 75th anniversary of the Rockford Peaches, the, you know, the American, the all-American girls baseball team, the Rockford Peaches. Wow. Their hockey team. I learned about this from my child, the hockey fan, who said, Mom, this hockey team is going to wear Rockford Peaches uniforms to play hockey. And all I could picture were the little skirts. and That would be awesome. That's Unfortunately, it's not nearly as awesome as it could be. It's just the jerseys are styled kind of like the uniform shirts, which is still a little weird, but kind of fabulous. And they're going to auction those off for for charity. And they're going to dye the ice pink. So yay, Rockford Peaches. Yay, Rockford Ice Hogs. I am not kidding you. Ice Hogs. And, and, And go team. What's happening next week? Or actually, what's happening right now that we can talk about next week? We can talk about tomorrow. I love tomorrow. Tomorrow is the deadline. There's always tomorrow. For teams and arbitration-eligible players to come to an agreement. They each have to put out their salary dreams and hope that the two collide. A lot happened really quickly in the past day, but there's still a lot out there. Usually what happens is they come to an agreement. They want to love each other. They want to come together. We've got some big names, though, going. Batances, which is just uh, a name that I fear for the Yankees. But I, I, I believe they've got to hang on to him because he's just a monster for a pitcher. My love, Pookie. Oh, we love Pookie. Mookie Betts for the Red Sox. A bunch of other Red Sox also are on arbitration, but the Red Sox have made it very clear that they want to keep all the players, and they've already given an offer to Jackie Bradley Jr. and to Brock Holt, so I think Pookie's going to be next. We talked about DeGrom going hairless, right, for the Mets. He's... Because it helps the fastball. So hopefully... It's science. It's true. The Mets are going to appreciate that, and hopefully they will come to a salary agreement. You've got a bunch of boyfriends on this list. I do. Scooter. I just want to say his name. Scooter Jeanette. Uh, So he's your first boyfriend. He's on there. Machado, you didn't claim, but I'm hoping that the Orioles and Machado come to a lovely agreement. So Unless that he's... the Diamondbacks grab him, which is another rumor. There are so many rumors about Machado. So let's just nail him down with the O's, please. Oda Rizzi of the webcam or, or shower cam, <laughs> shower cam fame. Keep him there at the Rays. Pilar with the Blue Jays. Another boyfriend of yours, Scope. I said that right. You did. Beautiful. And then Springer from the Astros. They've got to want to keep them. So all of this is going to get nailed down tomorrow, apparently. And in the meantime, we have a very special thing to think about, which is how much longer until spring break. Tell us, Potty Mouth. Tell us. I'm opening it right now. We have a mere 32 days. (gasps) 
six hours, 27 minutes, and a matter of seconds before baseball comes back in real life. IRL. I love that. It's so close to a month. It's so close. We can do this. We can do this. In the meantime, if you like what you hear, find us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify and subscribe to us so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find us too. We'll get you through this next month. I can't even do hot liquor in the Wicked Pissa, but I can do beer in the Wicked Pissa. <laughs>